The other big problem that we solve is there's what I call the humility myth. There are people out there that are like, well, you know, I, I'm a good person and, you know, no reason to stick my neck out. You know, if I just show up every day and do a good job, you know, eventually, you know, people will see me, people will notice me. You know, that's a very fast way to having very skinny kids. David T. Fagan is the former CEO of Gorilla Marketing, which sold over 23 million books in 62 languages all over the world. He's also the former owner of LCO Communications, a Beverly Hills PR firm that has represented 58 Academy Award winners, 34 Grammy winners, and 43 New York Times bestsellers. Welcome to the Legacy Roadmap Podcast, your ultimate guide for creating a lasting legacy as an entrepreneur. Whether you're an ambitious entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, our podcast offers insightful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have navigated the path of legacy creation. We explore topics that matter to you, personal responsibility, financial growth, leadership, and succession planning. Our goal? To equip you with practical insights and strategies that help you transition from simply running your business to building a legacy. Join us each week as we delve into purposeful discussions aimed at positively impacting future generations. Your journey towards leaving a lasting legacy starts right here, right now. Let's dive in. Does your business serve homeowners? If so, you need to know about HOA.com, the number one referral network for professionals who serve homeowners. And we're looking for quality contractors and home service pros that we can recommend and refer to homeowners in your area. Not only will you get promoted on the HOA.com website, you'll get business from other certified pros and premier pros in your market. These people serve homeowners every day, so we help you build referral partnerships that keep referrals coming to your business for years to come. Go to HOA.com slash pro now and get started. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner? If so, you need to know about the Achieve Systems Business Building Membership. We are one of the best referral-based communities that wants to refer you. We help generate you thousands of leads per year. We also provide you an incredible mentorship program that has won many awards. We don't stop there. We have 60 plus opportunities to take your business to the next level, like authoring and publishing books and many, many more. Go to AchieveSystemsPro.com and get started today. Do you want to make more money in your business? Most business owners focus on building revenue. That's not enough. Building profits is what feeds your family, and almost no business owner understands how to build profit without building revenue. I can show you with near-perfect accuracy the exact business growth strategies that will generate the most revenue for your business in the shortest amount of time, focused on building profit. Learn more at bizlife.coach. David T. Fagan and Robert talk about the power of knowing when to quit. Quitters never win, but sometimes you have to know if you're playing the wrong game. You need to have the right conversations with the right people at the right time to be successful. David, thank you so much for joining me today. Just looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So typically start each show with the guests sharing their entrepreneurial journey and what's led them mm. to the impact they're making today. So would you share what made you make the leap and, and what you're Oof. doing today? Well, I guess I'm one of those uh, individuals that grew up 
as a, as a kid entrepreneur, right? You know, I, I sold the stuff at the stand. I, I did the mowing of lawns. I had the paper out, you know, I did all of that. So, I mean, pretty early on, I was always uh, looking for a way to, to, to make money. My, my parents were, Hey, this is what we're going to do for you. That's it. You want anything more? You know, you want to buy your own school clothes. You want this, you want that, you got to earn it. And I, I really appreciated that. You know, my parents taught me uh, work ethic at a, at a very young age. And that's always served me very well. My first real job, Robert, was um, was actually as being a housekeeper. If you can believe that. I was 14 years old. My uncle worked at like a Best Western Inn. And uh, for the summer, they needed some help. And so my first uh, job going from like, you know, just out hustling and mowing lawns and selling things on the side of the road and whatever, uh, selling things door to door was actually cleaning rooms, like cleaning bathrooms and making beds. And so <laughs> that also pretty early taught me like, okay, I, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I want to do more of this. So, I mean, that's probably the beginning of my entrepreneurial story was really before I even became 18. Um, I did work uh, at a bank for a while, but I quickly switched to a commission structured and I, I got into the mentality of eat what you kill, right? I sold electronics. I worked at a bank. I got into mortgages and real estate. I had a radio show. I did speaking at events. So even into my early twenties, it was okay my biggest opportunity to have the life I want and make the money I want really is going to come from an environment where I get to determine my own worth by the results that I create. That's so important. And I think, you know, sales gets a bad rap and commission gets a bad rap, but the truth is hmm. it's the one industry that's paid for performance. Yeah. And, and really I believe hmm. every industry should have a pay for performance element in it. And we'd eliminate a bunch of this, you know, Basically, we have a, a workforce now that's doing just enough work not to get fired and the employers yeah. are paying them just enough money that they won't quit. And yeah. and that's not how this is supposed to be, right? That's not yeah. how it's supposed to work. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No, um, yeah, a lot of, I mean, I was just, we've all kind of read about the quiet quitting. Um, there's a new term out there in the workforce and it's called quiet cutting. And it's basically where companies now, instead of laying people off, which, you know, hurts their bottom line, they're actually giving them new positions. They're giving them new titles. They're giving them new pay. They're giving them different responsibilities. Maybe they're having them come back to the office. And uh, if you want it and you can take it, great, but they're okay if you quit, right? So it's quiet cutting. So instead of cutting the workforce, they're actually purposefully creating a work environment that you know, that they know you might not put up with just so you leave. So you said it very well. It's, it's, it's both sides of the equation. It's, it's people that are quiet quitting and it's employers that are quiet cutting. There's a couple of new terms for you. Yeah. Well, and, and the reality in our environment right now is it, no employer can keep up with the true inflation rate, right? The, the, the value of a person's dollar is going down year over yeah. year by at least 10%, even though the government reports other crazy numbers, but the reality mm -hmm. of your spendability is, is significant. And very few employers have the ability to give 10% raises year over year. And so this entrepreneurial path, this free enterprise path is really the only path to keep up with yeah. the marketplace. 
Yeah. And now that we've been uh, zigging for a while, let me zag for just a second. Let me <laughs> zoink. Just when we've been zigging, let me let me just really switch it up here. <clears throat> you know, one thing that I don't agree with with a lot of my peers and a lot of business owners is, um, you know, they start to make it sound like working for somebody makes you some kind of idiot or some kind of chump. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with having a job. And I've got lots of people that work for me. Um, or I've had lots of people that work for me right now. We've got seven, but you know, that doesn't say anything bad about them. I think the important part is, you know, getting paid to do what you love. And if you are an entrepreneur and you are an employer, you should take care of your people. And, you know, I've got kids that work for other people and I've got, you know, family members that work for other people. Um, some people have the attitude of the only way to go is to be an entrepreneur. You know, if you're not an entrepreneur, you're some kind of idiot. That's just not true, you know. Well, I definitely don't want to go as far as say that that somebody's an idiot. I my recommendation would be even if you love your job and you 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 have a great job that you still should have a side hustle, right? I think everybody should have a business of some sort that yeah, they're running yeah. on the side or that they're that's that's where I want to encourage people. Yeah. But I I agree. Like you want to, entrepreneurs, we're we're employers, and so if I want to tell people that jobs suck and then wait, come work for me. That doesn't make a lot yeah. of sense. <laughs> no, it, it, it doesn't. And uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. So that's that's good that you that you understand the balance of it. And be careful, Robert. You're, you're almost using way too much common sense over there. You're like, you know, I think everybody should have a side hustle. I think everybody. Well, maybe they should, but they don't and they won't. And and that's OK. And for the people who want to do that. Quite honestly, that's even more exciting for us. I'm glad not everybody wants that. I'm glad that some people, you know, are totally fulfilled, you know, working for somebody else or working for a charity or, you know, being at home with kids or, you know, wh whatever it is, we need all these people to kind of contribute to society in their own way. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about David today and the impact okay. that you're making through your company. Okay. Yeah, first and foremost, we really operate as a talent management agency. Um, and in the world of talent management, we publish and publicize and produce talent. So, you know, we do a lot of uh, talent management, authority marketing, content creating by helping people, you know, publish their books, maybe even their courses, helping publicize them. That could be getting them on the TV newsprint, booking them to speak on stage, um, or helping them have their own show or helping them put on their own events. So talent management, publishing, publicity and production, speakers, authors, experts, you know, that is uh, our world. Uh, next week, I'll be in New York City with some clients. We'll be on Bloomberg. We'll be on Fox uh, Business. We'll be on Newsmax. Um, week after that, we go to uh, Kenya. We've got a group of about a dozen people that we're doing our next Kenya keynote tour. We speak at universities, schools, we do service projects, we meet with governors. Uh, all these things just um, increase influence and credibility and exposure, right? Ask yourself, would I make more money if I was more influential? Would I make more money if I had more credibility? Would I make more money if I got more exposure? If you answered yes to any one of those things, then you know, you're the kind of person that's looking for someone like me and our top talent agency. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, 
love the the Kenya keynote and the opportunity to to speak yeah. internationally. Been blessed to have taken my both my children to East Africa. My daughter went to Tanzania with me and, and was able to take my wife yeah. and my son to Kenya. So love that connection and that that opportunity. Awesome. And the, yeah, and the reality of in, our first trip was in 2015. We went last November. We went in March and now we go again in September. So within one year, we'll have gone three times. But we've done other places too, you know, Bangladesh, Dubai. Um, we've done quite a bit of traveling events. We, um, we've done some things like the London Science Museum, had a client speak there, but it's just all about positioning, right? So much of publicity is, is the optics, you know, um, where can we have you speaking at? Where can we, you know, what platform, how does it position you? How does it make you look? But raising our clients' profile just opens up more doors for them to get more clients, more opportunities, a bigger network, a bigger following. And that's 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 what our focus is on. So let's step back a little bit and talk about the problem you chose to solve that led you into this place of being a management talent agency. Well, I think we all know that there's a lot of people that get stuck in... I'm the best kept secret. I'm the world's best kept secret, you know? So, you know, the problem that we solve is to stop you from being the world's best kept secret. The other big problem that we solve is there's what I call the humility myth. There are people out there that are like, well, you know, I'm a good person and, you know, no reason to stick my neck out. You know, if I just show up every day and do a good job, you know, eventually, you know, people will see me, people will notice me, you know, that's a very fast way to having very skinny kids. So, <laughs> you, know, you know, the problem we solve is, you know, it's hard for people to talk about themselves. Well, with us, you don't have to do that. We're going to get other people talking about you. We're going to get other people spotlighting you, interviewing you, writing about you. We're going to get other people giving you testimonials and reviews and endorsements. Um, we're going to go out and, and say the things you can't say or shouldn't say, you know, on on your behalf. But, uh, yeah, you know, we don't want to be the best kept secret and we don't want to experience the wrong kind of humility or the humility myth. Um, Robert, every day when people go into a job interview, they very much know that they need to answer a question. It's a two word question. I talk about it all the time. The question is this, why you? Why you, right? You go into a job interview, you're gonna tell that person hiring why they should hire you, right? You turn in a resume, right? Here's my education, here's some references, right? But once they get that job, they don't really ever have to do that again, maybe for a promotion. The difference with most of us entrepreneurs that people don't realize is, Every day we're in a job interview. Every day people are asking, why Robert Peterson? Why, why you? Why should I book you to speak at my event? Why should I read your book instead of someone else's book? Why should I hire you to help me with my business, right? So we've got to come up with good answers to the question, why you? Why us, right? And that's what our, our business does is we help you more purposely realize that you're not bragging. You're applying for a job. 
You can even say that. I'm not bragging. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your publicist. I want to be your publisher. Like that's what I would say. Somebody else might say, hey, I'm not bragging. I'm applying for a job. I want to be your web designer. I want to be your graphic designer. I want to be your video editor, right? Um, and we got to kind of get over ourselves a little bit. So, you know, those are some of the problems we help solve and some of the beliefs that we have around the topic. Nice. But I like the YU. That's a great way to, yeah. to differentiate that. But so let's take that a little bit further for answering the YU. Um, how, how important is is tapping into your uniqueness, right? I mean, call it market dominating position or unique selling proposition, but helping somebody see that they're different, right? They're not, they don't have to be Tony Robbins or they don't have to be, uh, you know, Gary V or some of these others, but they can be themselves in this mm -hmm. space and, and not mm -hmm. have to copycat somebody else, yeah. but their unique stories matter. Well, you, you really loaded up that question. You're even leading me a little bit. You know, if there were attorneys <laughs> involved, they'd be like leading the witness, you know? Um, so I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of throw you a curveball a little bit. I mean, yeah, it is important for all the reasons you just said, you kind of almost just answered the question uh, with your question, but I will say it's probably not the most important thing, you know, really the most important thing for individuals is um, creating want. Do you make people want you? Do you make people want what you have, your product, your service? You know, some people say marketing. I like to say attraction. Some people say uh, sales. I like to say enrollment. We want to attract and enroll. Um, we don't want to chase. You know, we don't want to be the, the chaser. We want to be the, the chasey, right? <laughs> um, if you're always chasing everybody, it's like, it's kind of has this feeling of desperation and, and sales, but when you can create genuine want and put some things out into the universe that attract people to you, now they're coming to you. They're saying, wow, what a great solution. How much does that cost? Wow. What a great solution. Can I do that? Wow. What a, what a great opportunity you have. You know, how do I get involved? Now you're attracting. It's a whole game changer. And attraction starts with creating want. So you gotta you gotta look at your marketing, you gotta look at your messaging and say, will this attract my kind of people? We'll be right back after this short break. Do you need an increase in revenue? We help business owners find 100 k in 90 days and create a roadmap for implementation. There's no pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity. Scheduling is easy, simply visit ownitcall.com and select a time that works for you. It's time for you to focus on doubling the 20% that creates 80% of your revenue. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. One of the lines I use is, which is kind of goes in with your question here is you do need to develop your core story in a way that will attract the kind of people you love to serve. I'm gonna say that twice for effect here. You wanna develop your core story or stories so that you attract the kind of people that you love to serve. You're not just attracting people, but you're attracting the people that you love to serve, right? So everybody does have a story and, and yeah, you don't have to be some of these other big name kind of individuals. You very much can be yourself. But more importantly than all than all that is when you share the story, when you share the message, when you share um, the marketing, you know, the bait, 
It needs to be some pretty sexy clickbait, read bait, video bait. Uh, it needs to hook them and bring them in. It needs to be attention getting. It's got to create want. Everything you create, you look at that website, does that make people want to do anything? Look at that book cover, does that make people want people to read it? You know, even right now, if they're listening to me, hopefully they're like, all right, I, I, maybe I want to know more from David. My ideal person would be very drawn by what I'm saying. If they're not, well, that's probably not really my ideal person, right? You like that, Robert? You like that, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, it's great stuff. So what have been some of your biggest challenges? Obviously, you've been pretty successful. You're traveling internationally. Yeah. You're taking people internationally and, and all over New York yeah. and uh, lots of stages. I know that stages are one of your one of your wheelhouse yeah. areas. But, yeah. but what's been one of your biggest challenges in your, your entrepreneurial journey? Well, there's a lot of advice out there that's very well intended. <laughs> but um, it really trips people up. So some of my challenges is I took well-intended advice too literally, and it was either wrong or it was out of context. So for example, you know, quitters never win. That's not true. You know, quitting is the secret art of, of winning. You need to know when to quit. Most people um, don't know how to quit. There is a good way to quit. The short version on that is um, give yourself a time frame. I'm going to do this for six months, you know, 180 days. I'm going to do this for one year, 365 days. You know, whatever it is you choose, you do it for that length of time. You you eat it, you drink it, you bleed it, you sleep it, you sweat it. I mean, it's it's in you. But when that time frame's up, you got to take a step back and go, look, is this the best use of my time, money, talent, resources? Is there something better that I know now? And entrepreneurs are really good at never quite quitting and constantly adding more things. And it's like a pot of water, right? You keep adding water to it. It's never going to boil. Right. So knowing how to quit is, is really important. You know, the idea of, you know, three feet from gold and, you know, never say die. No, you, you should say die, you know, finishing is happiness, but quitting is the secret art to winning. Michael Jordan quit baseball. He went back to basketball. He won three more NBA rings. Um, Ellen DeGeneres quit being an actress. She wasn't getting the roles or parts she wanted. You know, she started a talk show and she won more Emmys than Oprah. Oprah's quit all kinds of things and now owns her own network. So, you know, not being afraid to quit. I think another thing that, you know, messed me up in the beginning where I, I didn't just spend too much time on things, not knowing to quit, but I also went too fast. You know, there's this idea of, Buy this, it'll pay for itself. Buy this, it'll, you know, it, it practically pays for itself. Uh, I've had a few of those. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it cost me a lot of money. <laughs> uh, another, another mistake that people make that I, that I personally made myself is it's like, oh, I just spent a couple hours and a client paid me $10,000. Oh, I just spent a couple hours and I structured a deal and I made $50,000. So what the person does is they go, Oh, I spent two hours. I made 50 grand. I make $25,000 an hour. No, you don't. How many hours did you spend marketing yourself and putting yourself in meetings and you're working hundred hour weeks, you know, you know, your time is not as valuable. So there's a lot of people like on Facebook saying, Oh, you know, you got to hire a landscaper. You got to hire a pool cleaner. Your, your, your time is worth a hundred dollars an hour. No, it's, it's actually probably not. So people don't realize how valuable their time is and they spend too much money. They don't realize things won't pay for themselves. So, 
you know, some of my failures have come from growing too fast, not having enough money in reserves, not quitting things faster, taking on too many things, um, you know, really working on my decision making matrix, knowing when to finish, knowing when to quit. That's wisdom, right? Um, yeah, I think I think that decision making thing is 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 one that's definitely not rated well, right? I think one of the things if you study billionaires is they make decisions fast and they and they stick with them just long enough to 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 know whether they're working or not, right? And if yeah. it's not working, they dump it quick. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I think exactly. another I love the the quitter piece because uh, there are opportunities in net times when you should quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody watching this and listening right now, just think of this for a second. I'm, I'm just, I don't even know you and I'm telling you this is true. I could actually help you more in your life and your business right now, this very second by helping you quit one thing rather than start something new. It's like you can, David, tell me the one thing I need to do in my business. That's fine. I can, I can give you 10. But I could actually do make more impact in your business just by looking at what you're doing and saying, stop doing this. Here's the one thing you stop doing. And that will actually help you more than anything I could help you start doing. For most people, it's true. Oh, I, I absolutely could see that. And I absolutely have been in that position where I, I you know, keep telling myself the three feet from gold story and keep digging the hole, even though it's not going in the right yeah. direction until a mentor finally comes along and says, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop digging, buddy, because yeah. you're headed the wrong where, direction. Where the quitting conversation is appropriate is understanding when quitting happens. A lot of times quitting happens. You have a bad day, you quit. You have a bad week, you quit. You have a bad month, you quit. You quit it kind of in the heat of the moment. That you never want to do. That's why you have to choose a, a time frame, right? And, you know, look, I'm going to do this for so long and then I'm going to check in on it. And if you do that, you're going to be a better quitter. And there is an art to quitting. Quitting is the secret art to winning. So, the thing that's really true that a lot of people talk about and experts talk about is true in the sense of don't quit just because you lost a deal. Don't quit just because you had a bad day. You know, that's, that, that's the problem. That's the issue. But what people take out of context is they've just heard it since the day. I mean, me and you, we grew up in kind of similar eras, right? I mean, we heard since the day we were born, like, Quitters never win, you know, quitters never say die, you know, never give up, never get, you know, so it's like, it's deeply ingrained into us. And when we do quit, we feel a certain shame and a certain guilt and, you know, we let people down. You got to not only be able to quit, but you need to be able to quit and let go and move on. If you're still living in the past of what you ever it is, you just quit, you know, you really can't move on. Yeah, there's so much power in that. And the, and the bigger challenge is, is quitting the thing that you're just not good at, right? Like, <laughs> like, and sometimes you need an outside voice to to help you recognize that, look, you've been trying this and you've been improving, yeah. but, but you're just not like Michael Jordan in baseball, right? Like there's a right. certain point where, dude, this just isn't going to, you're yeah. not going to cut it. And, yeah. and you really need to play basketball instead of baseball. And, yeah. and I think for entrepreneurs, that message does, it sends them down this path where if you just keep going and just keep going, you just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And, and they're broke, right? They're, yeah. they're continuing to broke and they're, they're running themselves further yeah. into the ground 
and not going to find the success because they're not going to improve to the level where people will pay them to, to solve the problem they're trying to solve. So that's, that's powerful. And spending too much money. Yeah. That's those, those, uh, shiny objects out there that promise all the solutions. People grow so fast, you know, like they close one deal, they close one client. You know, my favorite is when I talk to people before I get them real honest, you know, and I'm just kind of getting the the canned answers. They'll say, yeah, I make $10,000 a month. No, your best month, you made $10,000. And now you tell everybody that you make $10,000 a month, but that was just your best month. Or, you know, you made $100,000 in a month and you're like, I, I can I can make $100,000 a month. No, maybe a couple of times a year you can. But you can't take your best month and say it's what it is. You can't take your best deal and say it, 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 it. That's not a pattern. That's that's not a you know that's not a thing. So yeah, just getting people real honest about you know how much time are you spending, how much are you making, what are the costs, what are you really truly making, and not growing too fast because we're very quick to um, double down, triple down, go all in and. We watch these really crazy, cool stories. And so we like to tell them to ourselves. We're like, well, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. It's like, look, for every Mark Zuckerberg, there's another billion guys that are just wearing a hoodie. Okay. So, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't use that as, as, you know, the model, right? We can't use that as the model. So yeah, you got to go slow and and, and let me just double down on that a little bit because this has helped me more than probably anything when it comes to negotiation, when it comes to clients. The worst deals I've ever made is when I was financially in a bad place. So I had to give somebody a really good deal because I needed money, right? Everything changed when I be, started operating in a position of strength. And then I could hold out for the best clients, right? Who could afford to pay me what I was really worth. There's a guy, uh, Paul Blazarian. He's a billionaire. You can look him up. A lot of people believe that the movie Pretty Woman was kind of patterned after him because he would buy these companies and split them off and put them together. But I remember talking to them and I've gotten to interview some really amazing people. And I always like to say, you know, what made you successful or when did everything change for you? And I'll never forget it. And you might have heard this before. Uh, this concept before, but he said to me, he goes, Oh, that's easy. He's like, as soon as I had go to hell money. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. It's like, you know, in the beginning I had to work with people I didn't really want to work with. And I had to do deals I didn't really want to do. And I had to accept paychecks that, you know, really weren't worth it. But, you know, I, I built up, you know, my money and my savings and my war chest. And, you know, as soon as I got to the point where I didn't have to take a deal I didn't want, or I didn't have to work with someone I didn't want, he goes, it was just a complete game changer. When I could hold out and really wait and time the deals that I did and the businesses that I did, and he had, it was just a complete game changer. And I, I really took that to heart and I, I really applied it to my own business. This was probably back in 2009, 10, 11, you know, and I really started doing that myself. And it was so true. Once I did that, um, and started going after the people who could really afford what I was worth. And I, and I could operate from a position of strength. I didn't have to take the bad deals. I didn't have to take, you know, the cheap money. I didn't have to take the high maintenance individuals, right? Cause we want high profit, low maintenance, right? Not high maintenance, low profit. 
Well, ask yourself out there. And what you got? Yeah, it's crazy how many clients in that low in that low profit range yeah. are high maintenance. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, th there's an interesting dilemma, and I'm just listening to somebody who does real estate for billionaires, and and he identified basically the millionaires are the ones you know trying to put on the look and put on the show and have the yeah. car and have these things, but the millionaires. They, they for them it's it's utilization right like they've got the mansion to do deals in they've got the airplane to do deals in they're not they're not showing them off they're using them in in practical ways yeah. and they're not the money isn't about it's about the conversations and yeah. and the the value of their time and they they value time above everything else so yeah that, that's interesting i was a victim of that when i first jumped into entrepreneurship and and made my first thousand dollar sale. And I thought, whoa, this is easy. Like it was, you know, got my first speaking gig and I'm speaking at this company and they paid me a thousand dollars. They're like, and of course I had nothing in a funnel. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no follow up. There's no, you know, so the two weeks after that, I was going, oh, now what do I do? <laughs> right. And so I, I understand the whole, for me, it wasn't grow too fast. It was just, I got paid too fast. The first job, like it, it, it impacted and I was able to correct early enough to, to figure out, Oh, I gotta have a funnel. I gotta have a system for getting these people and knowing who to call, like sitting at a desk waiting for the phone to ring, isn't going to work. So no. it, uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting transition, but love, love all that you've shared. Love to get to the place of go to hell money. That's definitely a, a goal. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we end every show with our guests sharing their words of wisdom for the entrepreneurs listening. What would you share? You know, if you're not where you want to be right now, it really comes down to um, one thing that has two components to it. You know, you, you're just not having the right conversations with the right people. Um, when the world shut down, uh, some businesses really hurt in the beginning because, you know, their ability to have conversations changed and, and to communicate with people and the right people, um, you know, whatever the reason might be, you just got to get back to the basics and just ask yourself, you know, am I having the right conversations with the right people? You can have the right conversations. And if they're the wrong people, they don't have the money, they don't have the need, they don't, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter that you're having the right conversation. You can be talking to the right kind of people as well. Uh, but if you don't know what to say to them, if you don't know how to talk about yourself, if you don't know how to create a perception of value, if you don't know how to create one, well then, you know, that's going to be an issue as well. So I would just really focus on and, and get out there and get learning about, you know, what are the right conversations and, you know, where do I find, you know, the right people? And that's, you know, a conversation maybe for another day, but, um, you know, these networking events, uh, Robert, that you do, and these, these people that you guys bring together, um, that is a great place to have the right conversations with the right people. And some of the people are probably better than others. I don't even know any of the people. I just know that every organization has <laughs> some people that are better than others, but um, don't stop talking to people. You know, if you're getting stuck in your house and you're getting stuck in your head and you're getting stuck just on your computer and you're not having the right conversations with the right people, it's going to be hard to turn anything around. So just, you know, really think about that. Uh, it's kind of similar to like your network is your net worth. You know, some of these sayings, I mean, that's kind of true. You know, you're the average success of the five people you, yeah, yeah, I guess all that's true. And I'm not putting those things down, 
But I find the more helpful thing is the more specific thing is, are you having the right conversations with the right people? So go out and do that. David, thank you so much. How can people find you? Well, davidtfagan.com I've had up here, but really a toptagency.com. If you want to see more about the company, uh, you can see a lot of things we've done for clients, You know, a lot of media we've had them in, a lot of events we've done, a lot of books we've published, best-selling books, big names, big events, big media. Um, I've done everything from Fox and Friends to the Today Show myself, but uh, Top T Agency, which is for our top talent agency, uh, visit that uh, or davidtfagan.com. David, thank you so much. You'll be coming you to Colorado and speaking at the Achieve Systems conference yeah. in October. So two months, We're two months yeah. away. That's fantastic. So look forward to, to meeting you in person and hearing you live. And if you're listening and you want tickets to the Achieve event, just reach out. And David, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. These aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful six or seven figure business. To support you on this journey, we're offering one of our most popular books, Fish Out Leads In, 52 Fresh Ideas for Lead Generation. You can download it free at enjoybizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, and leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, Josh Tully joins Robert for a conversation about freedom, faith, and money. The church has avoided talking about money and entrepreneurship. True freedom is found when we become the masters of our lives. It is what God created us for, to serve and to honor him to the fullest. We talk about legacy and the impact owning a business can have for multiple generations.